Hey guys, welcome back to the Chase Down. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to hit that like and that subscribe button. And let's just get right into this. Um, first, we're going to talk about the uh, 49ers versus the Packers. Talk a little bit of NFL. So the Packers won 34-17 to on this Thursday night game. Packers took on the 49ers practice squad pretty much, especially on offense. Um... 49ers didn't have uh, Jimmy G, didn't have George Kittle, uh, didn't have Mostert, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Williams was out, uh, Richard Sherman was out, Nick Bosa, and D. Ford were out. Although the um, 49ers have played a lot of games without Richard Sherman and Nick Bosa this year, so... Uh, not too big a deal there, but, uh, you know, D4 being out and then having all those guys out on offense doesn't really help them. So the Packers came in trying to just bounce back from that, from the Vikings game, just trying to get that horrible taste out of their mouth, um, basically. And they came out, executed on offense, um, let a couple of plays slide on defense. Richie James had a good game for the 49ers, uh, but he did kind of get a lot of yards there in garbage time and got himself a touchdown. Uh, 49ers just basically having a nice little practice there at the end because a lot of guys that uh, haven't played, you know, some third string guys, some second string guys out there playing. Obviously, no Jimmy G. Um, he's probably, he might be out for a while. Uh, no George Kittle. George Kittle, they're saying George Kittle wants to come back. Uh, pretty quick, but they're saying it might take around eight weeks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and he showed out. He had 305 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Aaron Jones was back this game for the Packers. Um, he he had 15 carries, 58 yards. Um, he got involved in the past game. He had uh, five catches, 21 yards. Um, but the big story, I guess, was uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, 10 catches for 173 yards, one touchdown. Made that first touchdown and a couple plays there in the fourth quarter. He had just some beautiful catches. Him and Rodgers just, uh, you know, on, on the same page, really, uh, so far this year. In the six games that Devontae Adams has played, pretty much, um, he, he's just been on point. He's looked like the best receiver in the league pretty much he's even he said he said it after the game that he he feels like he's the best receiver in the league right now he's not trying to be conceded he's just he's just he's he's confident uh this year you know Packers really feeling it on offense this year Aaron Jones has been awesome Jamal Williams has been awesome Jamal Williams has been a really pleasant surprise for the Packers on offense I mean he was good before but he came out he just kind of seems to have this new energy um, so the Packers offense is really getting rolling. We'd like to see them go against a, a good, healthy defense and put up a lot of points. Um, but I think as far as offense goes, the Packers are looking just fine. They don't need a receiver like everybody says they do. Um, Alan Lazard has missed some, some, a few games. So hopefully he's coming back. Um, they got Marcos Valdez-Scantling, who's been kind of streaky, um, this year he's he dropped a lot, but he's also uh, you know had some big plays where he's uh, where he's burnt his guy and down the field and Rodgers can throw it up to him because he's such a big target um, with a lot of speed. So you know he he provides that um, you know just got to work on his catching, have some confidence. 
Um, Equinemius St. Brown, we haven't seen much of. Um, uh, he, you know, he's just getting back at being healthy, and he hasn't really had a good game yet. Would like to see uh, him have a good game. Uh, Malik Taylor um, has played a few games, and obviously Shepard's been out there. And again, these running backs involved in the past game has been huge for the Packers. This was just a bounce back game. Everybody expected the Packers to come out and beat this team, but 49ers put up a fight. They put up a fight in their game before. They had like 20 points in the in the fourth quarter in that game, and then this game, you know, just uh, uh, they didn't they didn't have any quit in them. Uh, scored a lot of points there in that fourth quarter, in that garbage time. Um, so Packers just need to look clean up clean up that defense a little bit. Um, they didn't have to worry about the run game too much this game. Um, so a couple pass plays slide through, but you know that's gonna happen. Um, so you know just gotta clean up. Just need to get that run defense down. That's really the the big issue for the Packers here. They didn't need to trade for a wide receiver. They'll be just fine. Uh, they have plenty of tight ends, plenty of running backs to also get involved in the pass game. Uh, again, talking about Devontae Adams. Um, See, so yeah, he's the first player since Randy Moss in 2007 to have 600 receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns over his first six games uh, in a season. So, you know, but, so that's an, just another reason why Devontae Adams feels like he's the best receiver in the league right now. And it just feels rightfully so. Now the Packers are 6-2. and two. They got a week and a half to heal up. David Bakhtiari's been out. Uh, Jair Alexander went out. Uh, they uh, were evaluating him for a concussion. Um, and then obviously A.J. Dillon, uh, Kamal Martin, and uh, Jamal Williams all had to sit out because A.J. Dillon tested positive for uh, COVID. So they all had to... Um, they all had to quarantine, and then, uh, and then today Chris Barnes uh, tested positive this morning as well. So another another reason for the Packers to just everybody stay home, everybody quarantine until we're all healthy, and then we can go back, and make sure we're all healed up, and then get into practice, and then uh, you know make sure we can have a good healthy team a couple weeks from now. Um, the Packers do have a few tests left on their schedule. Uh, in a couple of weeks, they got to take on the Colts. Whoever's saying that might be a pretty tough game for the Packers. Um, and then they take on the Bears that next week. And then they got a few easy games Philadelphia, Detroit, um, Carolina might be an easy game. And then they take on Tennessee and then Chicago again, those last two games. Tennessee is going to be a big one. Obviously, Tennessee, a good run game. Derrick Henry. And then uh, Ryan Tannehill has been, he came back. He's having okay okay season. But, you know, uh, Tennessee, a really good run game. This is going to be a huge test for the Packers. Um, Chicago has uh, can have a good run game as well. They got Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. Again, and then back to Carolina, Christian McCaffrey, hopefully to be activated this week um, for the Panthers so he can get back and rolling. So when that comes time for the Packers to play them, that could be another tough spot for them. Um, and then, the, uh, obviously, the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Naheem Hines, the and those guys, uh, pretty good running back. So, so, so a couple tests for the Packers left in this season to prove um, maybe they can find find a guy who can fit well into that run defense. Uh, Chris Barnes has been good this year, but 
they really haven't stopped the run at all. Um, Warren Burks has been playing middle linebacker. Uh, you know, a lot of guys playing middle linebacker there. Uh, Kamal Martin has also he hasn't he hasn't played a lot of games, so hopefully Kamal Martin to get some reps, get in there. Hopefully he can make a difference in that defense. Um, so again, a few tests for the Packers coming up. They're sitting at six and two. Um, uh, so they're going to be top in the in, in the NFC North since the Chicago Bears are five and three. Um, so I think that's it on the NFL for now. Uh, you know we got a few good good games uh, coming up in this week for the NFL. We got uh, the Seahawks taking on the Bills. We got Baltimore and Indianapolis. And then we got New New Orleans taking on Tampa Bay. And now let's talk a little bit of uh, NBA basketball. The NBA has supposedly they have reached an agreement uh, with the Players Association to start on December 22nd because they said if they didn't start, if they started in January, there was a potential big, like huge loss of money for the players and the league for them to, to wait until January to come back and play basketball. I don't really think the players necessarily wanted to come back and play in December. They wanted to <laughs> just a few months off. Um, but it's looking like they're going to start December 22nd. Um, and they're going to supposedly play a 72-game season. They're still working on kind of this money thing with the uh, CBA and, and all those things. You know, too much that over my head, too big brain for me. To, work, to talk about the money stuff um but one so starting on december 22nd now the draft is november 18th and then they're talking about maybe like a 10-day free agency and then training camp to start on december 1st so it's going to be a really short free agency get it over with um not a whole lot of time for you know the players me make sure they have all their agents in line and, and uh, you know, start ta start talking to those teams. So we could see a lot a lot of roster changes uh, potentially throughout throughout this seventy two game season. Since there's only a ten day free agency, um, no talks of uh, when the trade deadline is or any of those things. Uh, probably probably not going to have a bubble uh, for the whole entire season. They said they might just wait again until the playoffs to have a bubble. Um, so we could see that. And then since we're talking about some NBA basketball, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Thunder. Um, so the Thunder um, have been looking for, they are the only team without a coach right now, a head coach. Um, so far in the talks, uh, we've um, for the Thunder head coach, just like the most likely guys, uh, you got Will Hardy over at the Spurs, Charles Lee assistant over at the Bucks. And then uh, Mark Dagnall and Brian Keefe, who are already with the Thunder, um, are are some other guys that could potentially be head coach. Because um, we've seen uh, Billy Donovan's over to the Bulls, and then Mo, Mo Cheeks decided to head over there with him. So a lot of those guys are gone. Um, Doc Rivers, no longer available. Uh, Ty Lue, not available. Um, Stan Van Gundy's taking that spot over at the New Orleans Pelicans, um, but right now the big name, just the most recent name we've kind of seen come up in the Thunder head coaching search is Will Weaver, um, who is the head coach over in the National Basketball League um, in Australia. 
he was the coach for the Sydney Kings. So just some stuff about um, Will Weaver since he's kind of being the most talked about guy right now. Uh, he went to the University of Texas. Uh, he's only 36 years old, so that could be good for a young Thunder team. Um, apparently, he was also in really strong consideration for that New Orleans Pelicans job until Stan Van Gundy um, uh, secured that spot. Uh, some other stuff about him. Uh, he was runner-up coach of the year over there in the National Basketball League. The Sydney Kings, they went 20-8, and eight and they were in the, uh, they were in the, the finals over there before uh, it didn't end before COVID they were down two to one I think and they just gave it to the other team because um, that ended early for COVID um, some of his other um, just uh, coaching spots um, uh, when he came out of college um, he went over to Sam Houston State he was assistant coach over there from 2011 to 2013 um, then he went to the 76ers uh, under Brett Brown he was a, started out as a video coordinator, then moved over to assistant coach for Brett Brown from 2013 to 2016. Then he went over to the Nets and was an assistant under Kenny Atkinson at, from 2016 to 2018. And then the Nets made him their G League head coach um, over there, the Long Island Nets, I think it was. Uh, they went 34-15 and 15 that, that season, and he was, um, I believe he was the coach of the year. Uh, for for that, and then and then this 2019 season, he was over there at the Sydney Kings. He was the head coach over there. Like I said, they were 20 and eight. And then he's been uh, on this uh, the Australian Boomers, the Australian uh, national team, their FIBA team. Um, he was he's been assistant coach for them since 2014. So you know a lot of coaching experience for this for this guy. Uh, been a head coach in the Australian League, been a head coach in the G League. Um, so he's looking to come over to explore some opportunities over in the NBA. Pelicans thought, thought about coming to get him. Um, so what we know about him really is that um, he's regarded as, as a very good player development coach. Um, seems from what I've read that he, he likes to run a fast-paced offense, but it is a creative offense. Uh, he likes to run some plays, get his bigs involved. I believe it was when he was not when he was uh, coaching the Long Island Nets. They were uh, uh, for uh, number one in pace. Um, uh, you know, fast pace offense, but creative plays um, over there at the Sydney Kings. He had a, a lot, a lot of borderline NBA talent guys over there on his team. They were um, the best record in the league, and you know he had guys like Andrew Bogut and Allen Williams. And he, and he used those guys in the post because since they were good passers. Um, so he got those guys really involved. Runs a lot of screens, uh, you know, not just from the top of the key, but you see some side screens. And, you know, um, it's all plays like Andrew Bogut had the ball up, up top, and then um, he, he, got, he got a screen and just ran around the wing and then had a wide open lane and went up for the dunk. Um, if you go, if you go read some articles, you'll see some, you might see some plays in there and it looks like just like when I'm watching these plays, it just seems like the, this offense would be really good for Darius Baisley because Darius Baisley is a guy who can be out on the wing and shoot the ball, but he can, he's also a guy who can, you know, um, ho hopefully eventually, you know, he'll get really good at it. He can put, he can put, he can put the ball on the floor and just get to the basket and, you know, he can act as a big man or he can act as a wing especially from what we saw uh, there in the bubble. 
So just go read some articles if you want to see some more about his offense and lot, lots of clips and people breaking down his offense. Um, so once again, he's, he's a fast-paced guy, which I'm not sure how much that'll work for this Thunder team, but again, we don't really know who's on this Thunder team or what this Thunder team is. Um, if, if it's if it's close to what it is right now or what it was uh, in this last season, the Thunder were not good at being fast-paced. I mean, it was a, a slow half-court offense um, and tried to be really good every possession there on defense, and they were they were terrible in transition. Like it was some of the, maybe I'm just used to having a Russell Westbrook team where, where the team is amazing in transition and we have lots of fast break points, but the thunder was either last or second to last pretty much the whole season of fast break points. And a lot of games they won was where they had like way more fast break points than they usually do. Like, like kind of seemed like their sweet spot was like 13 fast, fast break points a game. Um, it was kind of the, it was kind of their sweet spot. So I don't know the Thunder just was terrible in transition. It was awful to watch. I I hated every time they were in transition. It was awkward. It was clumsy. It was all the terrible words. Transition offense. Um, so I'm not sure how much that'll fit this Thunder team. But once again, we don't really know who this Thunder team is. And also Lou Dort will be with us the whole season instead of just like the last. Uh, instead of just like 20 games in the in the regular season and then the regular season gets cut off and then we go to Florida um so so that's what we know about Will Weaver but again Will Hardy Charles Lee uh, Mark Dagnall and Brian Keefe up for the um coaching job as well and obviously there's a Becky Hammond with the Spurs and there's Tim Duncan over at the Spurs you know lots of guys up for this uh Thunder coaching job I'm sure since I'm talking about this, as soon as I upload this video, they'll hire a coach because that's what happens every time I upload a video that something new happens. Antonio Brown to the Seahawks. Nope, went to the Buccaneers. Okay, whatever. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you want me to talk about down in the comments below. Leave a like. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ChaseThunder4 and then at the underscore ChaseDown. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>